slash careers. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio, with amazing slow-smoked wings and world-famous baby back ribs, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. One week from today, Trent Condon. We will be moving into our number two of our program, but doing so at uh, Circa, the VEASAN studio at Circa. Yes. Certainly look forward to that. Maybe, if Mike Palm's schedule allows, you'll be able to get there and join us in studio instead of on the phone as he has in the past. Hello, Mike Palm. Trent and I pumped to get there. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Good to talk to you. <laughs> Sorry, looking looking forward to you guys being out here and being in uh, being in studio when you do your show next week. As are we, absolutely can't wait to do it. So, Mike, uh, you know we had you on TV. But we're going to uh, for the folks that uh, watch the TV show that uh, aired for the first time yesterday. Some of the stuff will be uh, you heard, but I was uh, surprised with uh, your answer on uh, preseason football when it comes to the Raiders. I knew it would be a bigger that you guys would write more. Uh, being that the local team is involved in it, but um, you said it's about twice as much uh, when when the Raiders play. What kind of night did you guys have last night? The total dropped as the week went on, and of course it went over. Yeah, we lost. Uh, we needed uh, Jacksonville, and we actually needed uh, under because we got buyback after we took the number down to thirty and a half. Uh, so it didn't go well. The bigger decision on the Raiders, but. Uh, the right wasn't bad. It's probably two and a half, two two and a half x of what we'll average on a preseason game. So a good one there on a standalone kind of uh, a Thursday with the first game of the season in comparison to what we saw in baseball last night. It was I saw a lot of properties. It was by far their biggest event event of yesterday. How much bigger if it was the biggest for you guys at Circa? Oh yeah, it was bigger. Um, we did a little bit of handle, you know, early baseball too. So mm-hmm. most of the games in the daytime, which doesn't necessarily help the handle, helps helps with the sports book and filling it up a little bit, but doesn't necessarily help with the handle on games. And it was a, another predominant day card there. So nothing really, no real huge moves in baseball. We, we made a few dollars, but didn't overcome the Raiders' loss. Uh, I know that you guys have a relationship with the Padres and certainly good to do so because, Mike, did you see their capping season ticket uh, for next year already? The demand is, is so great that they don't want to uh, go over whatever that number is and they've reached it, they're going to cap it. Padres going to be a tough ticket next year. It's it's good for our sponsorship this year, and that they're getting a lot of value for what we paid. But I, I shudder to think of what the number will be for next year. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping they might grandfather you in. Yeah, oh, God. they're spending money, no doubt. Well, another thing that I know can be a cringe moment every once in a while is what we're going to be doing next week. That's signing up for those contests and the overlays that you guys, of course, have there at Circa six million dollar guaranteed prize pool in each of the contests. $12 million overall. Overlays, I saw, what, you guys are over 1,000 entries now, at least in millions. What, just uh, 4,900 to go or so? Yeah, we're combined, we went we went past the 2,000 uh, point mark uh, yesterday. It's actually 
survivor is closer to 1,200 and, mm-hmm. and millions closer to, to about 900 now. So it, it's interesting because the guys that do this in the back and 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 our our, our analytic people uh, have these flow charts and they compare them to these graphs. They compare it to previous year's signups and and they're predicting that we get 7,000 uh, in the wow. survivor. And I think the latest number I saw in the millions was 4,800 was the prediction. So I said it could be seven and five, which would mean we'd still have a million dollar overlay in the million. Uh, and the survivor wouldn't be an overlay, but the pot would be seven million mm-hmm. uh, guaranteed. Well, I know that we've got our group together, Mike, and we, we started, we had our first kind of, uh, joint meeting or conference call the other, and we were going over the rules and trying to formulate a strategy. But when you get to Christmas Day, and that's a, its own week along with Monday Night Football gets thrown in there, the matchups, Green Bay at Miami, I think really tough. Denver at the Rams, really tough. Tampa, Arizona, coin flip. Chargers, Colts, who I think are going to be better. That week alone, Mike, that's really going to separate this contest, I think, for everybody that's alive that gets there on Christmas Day not only do you have to have you know one of those teams alive but boy oh boy the difficulty is that week it's uh it's uh, I've pulled my hair out well remember last year it was the same thing what was it eight people went into that week or uh well I don't remember but it got down to eight after that week and it was just the two games right and they were and they were both tough games it was the Cleveland uh at Green Bay and uh, Indianapolis at Arizona uh, and, and it really it really split people up. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, it's really tough. He, he, the, the thought would be that you know, you know, the, the point spreads are out all year. Certain right. books put out for the whole year. And if you look at this week, Chargers at Colts is a pick'em. Tampa Bay's a point favorite at Arizona. Not a lot of things can change, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Packers a one point favorite at Miami, and the Rams a three point home favorite of the Broncos. <laughs> I, I wonder. I wonder if people won't save the Rams for Christmas Day. Yeah, we're trying to figure it out as well. I, I don't think there was any consensus. We hope that we have two alive so we can get to the next week. Yeah, all right. But yeah. who knows? You're trying to hedge that one. How about this, Mike? Here, here's a prop that could come up. Let's say we get to that week, and again, just the four games, just eight teams. What if you get to week 16, but you've used all eight of those teams? You're a loser. You're out. Can you put in, you can't even put in a pick because you don't have anybody available, right? done. I was just trying to think of a way if you could hedge out of it, but if you use those eight teams, it's over. You're eliminated. If if through the first eight weeks of the year you used all eight of those teams Uh and won, you'd be out after week eight. You're, You're Thing would be eliminated. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, just it's another incredibly. angle that you have to yes. look forward. You can't just look week to week. No, we're going to try and get, we're going to try and be alive and have a matchup on both sides. We want to have Miami and Green Bay saved so mm-hmm. we get to that. And then the hedging opportunities, Mike, as you get deeper into this thing. If you're alive, I mean, what do, what what point did the people that were alive start hedging last week? It's a it's a twenty week contest this this year. Um, what do you start hedging in like week nineteen to guarantee yourself a profit? Well, some, some people, I know, some people did it in week six, sixteen last year. They actually did it the the week before fifteen, the week before the the Christmas week last year. I know a few of the guys that were alive bet the money line opposite their pick uh, started doing it that soon because they knew it was down to X and 
if they got there in the worst case scenario, this this split would still be such and such, right? If everybody mm-hmm. survived, they're not going to. So, you know, <clears throat> making you know making bets like fifteen, twenty thousand, uh, and taking teams that are heavy favorites. So getting five, six to one on the money line the other way is a hedge. Do you remember? I think it was there were six winners in in Survivor last year. If memory serves, the five. number is there five? Okay. Do you know I, five? Yep. Five and three of them got the bonus for using. Um, either Kansas City or Tampa Bay in the last week. Right. The five people split six million. They each got 1.2, and then three people split a million. So three of those people got one. 1.533 1.533 million. Our strategy is uh, if, if if it's the Rams and the Bengals we have to use them prior to, we're, we're, we're going to do that. But my question, of the five winners, do you know how many did not have multiple entries? One. Wow. Uh, one had a single entry. I believe two of them had four or more entries, and two of them had, one of them had three, and one of them had two. Gotcha. So we're coming in with three. And that's what Ken will be signing yep. up for next week. I'll be signing up for millions. And you can still come out with us next week. Well, all the way up until kickoff if you're heading to Vegas. But I just looked. You can get a flight out of Des Moines right now for $202. Leaving Thursday evening, coming back Sunday evening. Come hang out with us. We'll have a great time, of course. We'll be at the D Friday night with the meet and greet with our guest Mike Palm here, Derek Stevens, the owner. bunch of people from VEASAN and Circa and then Stadium Swim on Saturday. Going to be a great time out there. So, 200 bucks, 202 to get out there right now. Not too shabby to make your way out to Vegas and sign up for these contests. And uh, Mike, I believe our our promo code for the rooms, MC20, still available, right, for August 7th yep. through the 17th? Yes, there's still rooms available, still rooms in the block uh, for your guys' code. So, you know, book it, come out, we'll have a good time. The concert on Saturday night, too, Theory mm-hmm. of a Dead Man for uh, uh, VIP seats, too, if you're a part of it as well. And this, just so you know, you know, we said you had to do a full house to be at the pool party on, on Saturday. Um, we we want to have more people there. So we said if you do six or more entries, um, we'll invite you to that, that pool party. Now, you can go to the pool, obviously, but then to be right. part of the uh, food and drink package, uh, all you can eat and drink on Saturday, six or more entries. And if our weekend doesn't work, that doesn't mean that the contest is closed. You can still go out there. And and when's Adam Chernoff coming in? Uh, is it the final weekend? Yeah. So three weeks from tomorrow, the 27th, uh, is when I do my panel. Adam Chernoff, um, Chris Bennett from Circus Sports, Sean King, and Brian Erlacher. In fact, Brian Erlacher is at Circa this weekend. I just had a drink with him last night. He and his wife are here for the weekend to check out the property and uh, mm. stadium swim today and dinner at Barry's uh, tonight. So nice. Time. That's yeah. the way to do it. Indeed it is. And if you can get Barry's and get a reservation, get in there, go down the escalator, you'll be uh, you'll be glad you did. Back to baseball, Mike. Trade deadline come and gone. Your biggest mover at Circa was the team that you guys sponsored. With the, with the moves that the Padres make, uh, drop the price significantly. From 22 to 1 to 11 to 1, we're sitting at uh, today. Our guys, I said, do you think they close 11 to 1? Uh, Chris Bennett, who's the, who's doing the football panel, he's our, he's our, you know, he's the number two guy to Matt Metcalf there. Even, you know, we have a lot of, a lot of talent in that room, a lot of former directors of big operations, uh, like Nick Doc Bogdanovich and Richie Bachelary and Jeff Davis from Caesars. But Chris is our main NFL guy and he's also our main baseball guy. Um, he says he thinks they close 12 or 13 to 1 uh, when all said and done, when you get to the playoffs. Uh, 
It's a big move, boy. It's, yeah. it's, it's a big move. I'm all bet the Dodgers at five to one. I'm also my partner in Houston. He bet the Dodgers at five to one before the season, and he bet uh, the Padres on Tuesday at fifteen to one as a hedge, a hedge to the Dodgers. He's very fearful. He actually says he thinks the Padres are going to win the National League. That's a good bet if you can get it. And prices changed here over the last week after the trade deadline. Uh, let's go here on the local front. We got a really fun race shaping up in the National League Central. Where's the betting odds right now between the Brewers and the Cardinals, and then the American League Central, where the Twins continue to cling by the last of their fingernails ahead of the Guardians and the White Sox? What you're seeing in the two Central races as it pertains to the odds? Well, St. Louis just just made up two and a half games in two days. Yeah, Milwaukee gets swept. They trade away Hater. The word is the clubhouse is not happy. The fans, they're obviously not happy. Like, they're giving up on this season. Um, Milwaukee's still favored. But, boy, I wish I would have got St. Louis at plus 240, plus 250 a couple weeks ago because this thing's going to come down to a pick here, especially if the Cardinals uh, are able to get out ahead. We lowered the Twins off the trade. We really liked what the, the Twins did in getting Lopez and, and solving that issue with the closer. And then also... Um, you know, getting uh, Molly. Molly yeah. That rotation is short, right? So mm-hmm. White Sox um, were the favorite at plus 135, and the Twins were 145. I think we took the Twins down to plus 130. You still got three teams all at plus money there with the Guardians uh, in that race. So I, I don't know. My, my gut tells me it should be the White Sox, but who knows? I mean, you got to come out and play in front of people screaming, fire your manager at home all the time. <laughs> So that 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 both those races are really intriguing, and you know, don't count the Braves out in the East. I think they they'll still have something to say uh, with the Mets, but the the other three divisions all locked up. I'm guessing that people have uh, Yankees uh, to win the American League pennant. All of a sudden, they're not uh, sleeping real well. There's no look now, but here come the Astros. Well, I thought the Astros were always the better team. They helped the lineup through the trade deadline. Um, I don't know that the Yankees got any better. We'll see. It, it, it's going to come down to it. I, I think I trust the Astros starters more than I do the mm-hmm. Yankees starters that they should meet up in an American League championship series. Um, but the Yankees still slight favorites over the Astros to win the American League and co-favorites with the Dodgers to win the to win the World Series right now. Did you see much uh, much movement as far as, as the Mariners? They're kind of a sneaky team. I like what they did at the trade deadline. Obviously, uh, the top of the marquee is Luis Castillo came out and beat uh, Garrett Cole at Yankee Stadium a couple of days ago. Uh, and uh, you see much action on the Mariners since the trade deadline? Uh, a little bit, yes, to make playoffs. Um, but, you know, there's not too much, too much movement among American League teams other than that because they still have to go through the Yankees Astros. Yeah. So they're just formidable with their, they're like, you know, one and one A there. They're co favorites at three to five, and you really have to get around them. It's not, nobody else is taking much money. All right. Football. Aaron okay. Rodgers. Yep. He's nuts. He's taking psychedelics. He's losing his mind. Mm-hmm. He, he's he, dating Blue of Earth. Blue of Earth. Right? Do you adjust your odds because a guy has lost it? I mean, is, <laughs> is that something that goes into line making? Not really. Um, <laughs> we'll pro- probably, probably move more off bets than we will um, off of uh, what this guy's doing. I, I know we have a guy on Beeston that works for Pro Football Focus, uh, Dr. Uh, Aaron Eager. 
uh, who's got a PhD in mathematics from Nebraska, and he just loves the Packers' win total under this year. He's, yeah. He said his favorite bet uh, of the last four football seasons for a, a win total over under that they've outperformed their metrics the last three years with these 13 wins, and he thinks there's a, a crash. Not that they're not necessarily going to win the division, right? But they, they're they're not. You know, they're a 10 or 11 win team. I could certainly see that. Uh, what are you guys getting? Um, what are you seeing as far as NFL teams to win the division or the win total? Who's a, who's the now team this week, Mike? Well, I'll tell you what. What our liabilities are so far. Um, the 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 two biggest liabilities and win totals are Buccaneers under and Lions over. Hmm. That there's a lot of Lions betting, and I and I don't think it's just the Derek connection. Uh, to, to Michigan, but yeah. there's there's a lot of Lions betting. The Chargers we opened uh, after the Super Bowl at thirty to one to win this year's Super Bowl. They're down to eleven to one. Um, some of that based on our opinion. Some of that based on the public. Our two biggest liabilities for the Super Bowl are Raiders and Steelers. What? Uh, surprising. Two biggest liabilities to win the conference: Seahawks and Texans. Um. So those are, you know, long shots that took a bet. Um, and then pl- player bet, um, Zamir White for Rookie of the Year, Dan Campbell and Nathaniel Hackett for Coach of the Year, and Devontae Adams and Trey Lance for MVP. Those are our liabilities. Uh, Dylan Cease, I, I made uh, I made a play for him to win the, uh, the Cy Young. I still like the bet, but, man, Verlander's going to yeah. be tough to beat, isn't he? Well, I was sitting there watching the Guardians Astros game last night, texting a couple buddies that boy, this it seems like it's now Verlanders to win or lose with McClanahan faltering a bit. Yeah, uh, I give you one that, that, that it's it's a long shot, but it's starting to make a lot more sense. You know, Sandy Alcantara deserves it in the National mm-hmm. League, and Mitch Noth asked me yesterday on their show, "File the money? Is it over?" And I said, "I think it is. Watch out." If anybody can steal it in the National League, it might be Edwin Diaz. He's unbelievable. His strikeouts uh, to innings pitch is like we've never seen before, Mike. Yeah, and he's given up one earned run uh, since May 30th. Um, and now he's showing he can go two innings. Right. I mean, this is this is something. The thing about Alcantara, he plays on that Marlins team. They're not going to get him a lot of runs. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if he ends up with only 12 or 13 wins, yeah, I mean, he keeps going nine innings and giving up nothing, one or two. He's going to win it. But right. you get a bad start or two in there, and Diaz goes the rest of the way like this, striking out every other batter. Uh-huh. Boy, it might get interesting. What's his price? Do you know offhand? Um, I, I could take a look. Uh, I, I didn't look recently. He wasn't in the top ten when I looked on Tuesday before we did our show. Um but I can take a look real quick. Trent here. and I have been talking about yeah. him for weeks. I wish we would. Oh, really? Yes. Just that because it's the strikeout to innings pitch that's never been seen before. And the Mets are a threat. And he's, he's going to, uh, he's a good ball team. He's got a good defense behind him. Obviously, he's going to score some runs. He's going to get a chance to close a lot of games. And as you mentioned, two inning saving. He got another one yesterday. Yeah. I'm looking here. Boy, oh, boy. I'm I'm scrolling, so it means it's, right, it means it's a good price. That means it's yeah, still sixty to one. Is he really? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, we go to break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, what, one final thing for me, Mike, and that is uh, you guys have populated now here on the Iowa app. 
every week one line that you guys have. Of course, no Iowa and Iowa State as they're taking on FCS teams, but nothing yet for week two. Can we get that Cyhawk line out there? Can we get an early stab here at August of Iowa, Iowa State? Can you get the college football guys on it for us? Well, I'll tell you, I Matt Metcalf's going to be my first guest on my show. Uh, first guest on my show uh, today, actually. So I'll ask him before he comes on if we can put up uh, put up an Iowa Iowa State line in Iowa at least uh, here uh, this weekend if he can get it up. I know he's, you know, he he's still the the one guy out of seven billion people in the world originally originating college football lines. So. Jeez. Uh, I know he's. I know he's been busy at work for the last three weeks. Obviously, already doing all his stuff for the for every team, so that uh, you know he can limit his time to five or six hours on Saturday nights when he puts <laughs> out the, the next line. Unbelievable the work that he does. Yes. Good stuff. We'll see you. Uh, well, probably, I'll be out there before Friday, but we'll uh, we'll see you next week, Mike Palm. We're certainly looking forward to it. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, guys. Have a great week. Yep, you're the same, Mike Palm. Circus Sports is uh, we catch up with our friends. Uh, a native Iowan, born and raised in Dubuque, and uh, now the director of operations at Circa. And again, $202 to get out. Leave On thir- Thursday. Leave Thursday, come back Sunday. And MC20. Use and that's the promo for bo- that's, that both that's ways. return? That, that's round trip. Now, it's Frontier, but you'll also see me on one of those flights. The one uh, coming home on Sunday. 200 that's ridiculously cheap. And now we got you 20% off your rooms at either Circa or the D, mm-hmm. MC20. Come out, join us for the football contest, because as long as Ken and his group, we got to come up with a name with this group. Well, you know, we, we've got three teams. Right now, they're going to be kicks and a one kicks and a two kicks uh-huh. and a three. Okay, so we will be able to follow along yes. as they are out there. And I'm just going to use my name for my entry, too. Sure, I, I don't, yeah, well, we're going to be talking about it. If yeah. I'm actually in the running, even for one of the quarters, like, I'm not going to win this contest. Right. I, I don't have any hope. I just want a quarter where I do it well. You're just going to see my name out there. You don't have to I, look. I, I'm not going to be you know, Chubby Buddy 52. That, that's not what I'm going to be. <laughs> right. Put your name on it. Right. Because, well, we're also on the radio talking about yeah. it, so it's a little bit different. Well, and here's what else is different, too. I know nobody cares about who's who your fantasy quarterback or running uh-huh. back are, right? But this is worth a, this. This is a million-dollar prize yes, right. we're talking about. Yes. And Mark Atkinson, and John McDermott, and Kevin James, and Ryan Goodrich. Who am I missing? <laughs> oh, no. Myself? Yeah. There's one more. Oh, Uh-oh. God. This is rough. Yeah. Um, this guy is That's yelling. our group. Hey, what about me, Miller? <laughs> um, oh, John Liebel. Oh, Liebel's oh, in. John Liebel's in. Yes, John Liebel, uh, part of it. So that's our group. Well, I know some of those names in there. That's, yeah. that's a pretty good group. Absolutely is. We're going to have a blast. We get together via conference call or do our little, um, you know, put our heads together. We just got to get get us to December. Right. With one alive. I mean, hopefully, to, Trent, that week, the Christmas weekend. So difficult. The the biggest, the biggest uh, dog is three points. Think That's about nuts. that. That's nuts. As we sit here today. All right. Time out. Dave Sproul next. Claxon's Barbecue still to come. Uh, it's Miller and Condon. He noticed Pagan was uh, pitching last night, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw his tweet. wasn't good. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. 
Well, construction can give you a good life by giving you opportunities to be a part of a team that does real tangible things in your community. For many of us, it's that feeling of doing something with our hands and creating something from scratch and or giving back to a new home or a remodel project. Do you enjoy working with your hands? Do you enjoy providing for your community? Do you enjoy getting out there and doing a hard day's work and coming home and saying, yeah, I did that? Apply today, wolfconstruction.net. Station 106.3 KXNO. Is now the best time ever to own a single-family rental home in Des Moines. Trent Condon here from my good friends at Renner's Warehouse. And I'm here to tell you, housing prices are falling, but rents are rising. And with low inventories, they're stronger than ever. What does this mean for you? It's not always a seller's market, but it is always a renter's market. Especially when you hire Renner's Warehouse to manage the process for you. With selling, you never know what you're going to get. With renting, you can be confident in your ability to earn monthly cash flow, appreciation, and tax benefits for the long term. And with Renner's Warehouse, you can sit back and collect the money. Tenants, they find the best. Rent, they collect it for you. Maintenance requests, they handle them 24-7. All for just one low monthly flat fee. They'll even warranty your tenants for free. Don't sell. Cash in and rent your home with Renner's Warehouse instead. Find out how much rent your home can get by visiting renterswarehouse.com or call 515-528-4420. Slash free. Now back to Miller and Condon. On 106.3 KXNO, here's Ken and Trent. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Talk to our friend Dave Sproul, shall we? Iowa State had their media day earlier this week. Dave Sproul, as one would expect, was in attendance. Uh, let's pick his brain on that. Let's start, first of all, with uh, your thoughts on Pagan's start last night. <laughs> Uh, not start, but appearance. Uh, yeah. yeah, I make the same the same sound every time he comes into the game. Yeah, rub my temples and uh, you know try to relieve that stress headache somehow. I get whenever his Rocco Baldelli hands him the ball. I don't get why he continues to do so. Although as a Blue Jays fan, I'm glad that he did, especially last night. I'm sure you are. <laughs> so let's uh, let's go back to media day, Dave. And I saw your tweet from I think it was yesterday, uh, Xavier Hutchinson uh, and Anthony Johnson. You've got video of both of those Cyclones up at uh, on the uh, KSI Twitter at fourteen thirty KSI. Uh, let's start with Xavier Hutchinson as he met the media. Just some of your takeaways from uh, from X. Uh, well, obviously, very confident guy. Uh, you know, he's going to be not only the on-field leader, but he's, he's you know being the off-field leader too for their receiving group and try to help along some of the younger guys like Jalen Noel, who had a nice little season as a freshman and you know primed to take the next step. And, and X wants to be a part of that. And of course, the reason I uh, I posted that video is because X and, and Anthony Johnson were just going back and forth, having some fun with each other, and. Uh, just a little goofy thing, but uh, I, I think that's the most fun part of uh, media day for me. It's usually, you know, we don't take these things too seriously. We're just looking for content really more than, than insight, uh, if you will, uh, when it comes right down to it. When you see these guys having fun with each other, it's hard not to have fun and smile along with them when they're going back and forth like that. It, it's neat because, you know, it was the day before practice really started. They're still loose. They're still coming off of, of the uh, the summertime and uh, you know, it's right before they really get seriously down to business, so they can they can kind of let their uh, sense of humor show and 
uh, that was part of, part of the fun part of putting that video for me was just uh, seeing these guys have fun with each other. Well, the change for Anthony Johnson going from a pretty accomplished cornerback and now making the move to safety. Now, there's been openings with the guys that have been moving on and transferring out from the safety position there. What does that say to you, though, about what they feel they have kind of waiting in the wings at that cornerback spot? you got Tavon Kyle, who's got a lot of experience. Tampa, the big cornerback over there, purchase. And now Darian Porter, who made the flip over. I mean, they got four guys. they got to feel pretty comfortable when you take an all-Big 12 player and move them over to safety. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, you got to feel pretty confident about the cornerbacks you have if you're going to take an all-conference corner and move them to safety. It says, you know, something about where your safety group is at right now that you need some reinforcements there, but that's obvious. We knew that going in. Uh, I I did not anticipate that (laughs) they would move Anthony Johnson, but you're right. The four guys you mentioned, they they are uh, guys who've got some experience. Porter is a really good athlete, started his career as a receiver, flip him over to the the defensive side now, and, and Johnson talks about that a little bit, you know, uh, the, the, those other guys there at corner, and, and he seems like he's pretty impressed with uh, what they can do, and, you know, he's helping them out as much as he can. And I also asked Anthony about his own transition to safety, and if that means, you know, you got to change your stu- study habits somehow, or you're looking at different keys or, or tendencies, and he says it's basically all the same. You're, you're just looking, you're looking at offensive tendencies, you're looking at individual player tendencies, and breaking down the film the same as it ever was. So I'm pretty confident that Anthony's going to be just fine uh, at safety, and, and he'll be helping along those new guys at corner. Was uh, Campbell in his uh, introductory press conference or, when you know, the beginning of media day, uh, was he asked at all about um, about the kicker position? I mean, last year it was, it was you know, um, kind of out of the norm for Iowa State, right, to uh, not have to close your eyes when uh, whoever was going to make a big kick for them. If they, I mean, they were... Uh, they had success with both Mavis and his Sally. We don't know that this year. It's, it's the same over in Iowa City with that. Uh, how big of a talker was the place kicker um, who's uh, going to be new? Yeah, he, he was asked about that, and he indicated that it is pretty much wide open at this point. He feels like, you know, the kicking candidates all have their, their particular strengths, and it's, it's going to be probably, you know, an open competition right up to the start uh, of the season. He mentioned Jace Gilbert. Uh, Keegan Shackelford and, and uh, Nettles, uh, I sorry, I forget his first name. Drake. He, you know, guy, uh, yeah, a, a guy who got some experience uh, handling kickoffs in the past, so and maybe he's got a little bit of an advantage in, in that regard in, in handling kickoffs and trying to, you know, kick the ball through the end zone. But it'll be interesting to see if it is it Gilbert or Shackelford or maybe somebody else uh, might step up in that competition and, and make some noise and prove to be reliable. Uh, and that's the number one thing. you got to know what. How reliable are they? What kind of mm-hmm. range do they have? Um, they're still sorting that out in, in practice, apparently, and I, I would imagine that'll go right up to the opening kick of the season. Of course, Mike Rose has departed. You have Hummel, who played 63 games, the most in Jeez. Iowa State history. Yeah. Those guys depart. Last year, Orion Vance, he was not completely healthy. Mm-hmm. What does a healthy Orion Vance mean? Because, I tell you, that guy, there's times it looks like he's shot out of a cannon. He comes flying through there, through the line. What kind of season do you anticipate from him, and who's going to be around him at linebacker? Yeah, if he's if he's healthy, Orion Vance will certainly be, uh, I think, very impressive at the linebacker spot. Like you mentioned, he really showed when he was healthy, he showed some real potential. Mm-hmm. To think about, you know, he was good enough in the middle that they were comfortable moving Rose mm-hmm. to the outside, right. you know, a couple seasons back. And it speaks a lot of, to both of those guys and how, how their abilities translate on the field that they, they, they could do that. Um, and, and Vance, 
he, he talked a little bit. He was kind of funny. He talked about um, now he's the most experienced guy in that linebacker group, but he said he, he felt like he was kind of an old soul already. He literally used that term uh, when he came in. So he's, he's feeling like it's a pretty natural fit for him to move into a, a leadership position. And, and I wouldn't be uh, surprised to see you know something of a rotation. We talked about with, with the four corners. I mean, all those four guys you mentioned, we're going to see them on the field rotating through, and I think we might see you know some rotations at, at, at linebacker. Uh, and uh, uh, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what they, who they use and what situations they use them in because I'm, I'm sure we'll see a mix when it comes right down to it. Yeah, Vaughn Reeder, who's played a lot of football, and uh, and Orion Vance. Remember Mike Rose's uh, uh, freshman campaign? That, that, that was going to be the battle. Um, and, and, and it was, and Mike Rose won it, but Orion Vance saw the field a whole bunch. So what was Campbell's concern? What do you think, uh, what, what, what did, was your takeaway as the, you know, what he's not maybe not worried about, but what he uh, wants to see kind of sort itself out in the month of August? Uh, yeah, well, a coach isn't probably going to give away what he's most worried about, but uh, he did talk, you know, he was fairly open about the fact that there is uncertainty at the place kicker and there's going to be that competition. Talked about the running back competition. I mean, Jairo Brock obviously brings the most experience, but there's going to be some guys, you know, barking up uh, his heels uh, as as they go through camp and into the, the start of the season. And, you know, he's got some options at the defensive end uh, opposite of Will McDonald. You know what you're getting with, with a guy like McDonald. But on the other side, you know, they, they need somebody who can bring some, some pressure. So, mm-hmm. uh they're, they're looking for more depth on, on that side of the defensive line in particular, as well as in the middle. You got J.R. Singleton, you got Lee Peterson who aren't related. Yeah, you got Lee coming back. So th- there's some fo- solid uh, uh, candidates there in the middle, uh, but that opposite defensive end from Will McDonald, that's going to be kind of key. Yeah. They're, they're going to need some guys to take some pressure off of him. Final thing for me, over to some hoops, as he had an opportunity to talk to a couple of guys, including my pick to be the leading scorer next year, Jaron Holmes, the transfer from St. Bonaventure. Take away having a chance to talk to some basketball guys earlier in the week. Yeah, I, I listened to your interview with Nick Olson earlier this week about, about Jaron Holmes, and I can't resist you know, kind of repeating what he talked about and how Holmes is driven by you know, the, the desire to prove others wrong. He talked about how you know, his mom supported him and, and his family uh, you know, as a single parent on a teacher's salary. And, and getting him to practice and, and helping him in workouts. And uh, also, you know, he talked about her being a real advocate for him because his offers out of high school were like the D2 level. And, and he had coaches and evaluators telling him that's probably the highest he could go. But he, his mom was insistent that he could play at, at Division One, And he went the junior college route eventually uh, or initially and then uh, went to St. Bonaventure for a few years. And now, you know, he feels he's very capable of, of contributing at the – the Big 12 level now, and uh, you, you know, gave a lot of credit to his mom's drive and, and belief in him in, in getting them, getting him to this level. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if it turns out to be true that he is the, the leading scorer. Uh, I think that's pretty wide open competition, obviously, for the, the squad this year, but uh, he's certainly going to have his opportunities. And a favorite of Trent and mine from last year, too. And I know Randy Peterson wrote about him in today's register, and you've got video up again at the, the, the 1430 KSI uh, Twitter account. Robert Jones uh, back for another year and certainly had his moments, Dave Sproul, and brings a little something different, at least to that roster was, I don't want to say necessarily missing last year, uh, but he's one of those first-off-the-bus guys, and every team has to have one. Yeah, that's very true. And, and in addition to that, you know, that kind of breakthrough game he had against Baylor that Randy wrote quite a bit, 
He's all, he also talked a bit about, you know, there's more depth in the post for, for Iowa State this season. A lot of it is unproven. So he's taking a leadership role down there. He talked about, you know, helping guys with those defensive principles that are so important to T.J. Osselberger and, you know, making sure that the, the, the guys who are supposed to play down low know what they need to do in terms of, of footwork or responding to the opposite uh, opposing players and, and things like that. So it sounds like, you know, he, he's kind of a quiet personality off the court, but it sounds like he's just really stepping up on the court in practices to help out his fellow post players. Best luck to the Twins starting on Monday, Dave. <laughs> I appreciate that. You're very magnanimous of you. <laughs> good to talk to you. Dave, we'll talk to you next Friday. Thank you, Dave Sproul. Sounds great. Thank you, guys. Yeah, good to talk to you. Dave Sproul, 1430 KASI. Yeah, that Twitter account, folks, a lot of video. Dave's at all of these events. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes over with the video camera and uh, posts all the video at, uh, on the our sister station over in Story County in Ames, uh, 1430 KASI. The interview's up uh, from yesterday. Uh, both Holmes and Jones and the uh, Hutchinson and uh, Johnson interviews from Media Day earlier this week. And then I believe it was, uh, didn't Nick say that they'll get coordinator availability starting next week? Did he not? Yeah, I, I believe he so. Did. Yep. I think he did. All right, so it's 11.45. You know what that means? It's time to open up the phone lines to the first four callers. As long as you haven't played in the last 30 days, you are eligible to play for Claxon's Barbecue. What does that mean? Well, we'll give you four questions and a tiebreaker. They're all sports-related. You give us four predictions. If you get the most right, we'll give you a $35 gift certificate from Claxon's. The runner-up gets 25 Again, if you haven't played in the last 30 days, you're eligible to get back in. Love to get some new blood in there as well, as we seemingly have been doing more and more so over the weeks. 515-284-5966. 515-284-5966. If you're getting a ring, that means you're in. Stay right there. Claxon's next. Miller and Condon. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. I'm fair. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon. Final five minutes here of our week. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Ray, Matt, Troy, and Barry, we're going to give you four questions in a tiebreaker. If you get the most right, you'll get a $35 gift certificate from Claxons. Claxons in Altoona, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona, where they've been serving barbecue for 25 years. ClaxonBBQ.com online. ClaxonBBQ.com online. There you can find the hours, the menu, etc. Ray is up first. Ray, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm doing good. Just a little bit hot. All right. Well, here we go. Uh, Question one. CFL. Hamilton Tiger Cats or Toronto Argonauts tonight? Who wins that game? Argonauts. Uh, Does Dylan Cease make it through six innings tonight in his start versus Texas in Texas? No. Padres, Dodgers, three-game series in L.A. Who wins the series? Dodgers. Yankees-Cardinals three-game series in St. Louis. Who wins the series? Yankees. Tiebreaker Ray is closest without going over. Cubs have a three-game series against Miami. How many war runs will the Cubs score this weekend closest without going over? Uh, Eight. Ray, have a good weekend. Thank you. 
Thank you, sir. Yep, appreciate it. Matt is up next with Miller and Condon. Hi, Matt. Hi, good morning, guys. Uh, Hamilton to Toronto tonight in the CFL. I'll take Hamilton. All right. Does Dylan Cease make it through six innings, his start versus Texas tonight? Yep. San Diego versus the Dodgers, three-game series at Dodger Stadium. Who wins? San Diego. Yankees, Cardinals, three-game series in St. Louis. Who wins? Yankees. How many runs will the Cubs score this weekend against Miami? You there? Yep, eighteen. Eighteen. Have, uh, just the just the Cubs. You you're good with that? Oh yeah. Yep. All right. Thank you, Matt. You have a good weekend. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. Uh, Troy is up next. Hello, Troy. How you been? Good. Thanks. Good to hear from you. Uh, Tiger Cats Argonauts in Toronto. Toronto. Dylan Cease. Does he make it through six against Texas tonight? Yes. Uh, I think you said yes. Correct. Yes. Okay. Uh, Padres-Dodgers, three-game series uh, in L.A. The Dodgers. Yankees-Cardinals, three-game series at Bush. Cardinals. Okay. Uh, how many runs will the Cubs score this weekend? Closest without going over? Nine. Nine it is, Troy. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Barry brings it to a close for another week. Hi, Barry. Good morning. Uh, Hamilton and Toronto tonight in the CFL. Maybe it's tomorrow, but this weekend. Toronto. Dylan Cease, does he make it through six innings tonight? No. Dodgers hosting the Padres, three-game series. Who wins? Dodgers. Yankees are at the Cardinals, three-game series. Cardinals. How many runs do the Cubs score this weekend? Closest without going over. 14. 14. Barry, you are on record. Thanks for uh, listening. Thanks for playing. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep, there we go. Uh, and Claxons comes to a close for another week again. Claxons, uh, thirty-one, thirty-one, Eighth Street Southwest in Altoona. Any consensus? No, no consensus. Love it. Yeah, this is going to be a wide open week, and yeah, weekend where a lot of baseball, a lot of good baseball. Got to wait for some football. Yep. After the appetizer last night, but this is pretty good. I mean, uh, Mets Braves this weekend too. How about the Wyndham Championship? How about it? <laughs> Not going to do it for you. No. The two guys Golf I gave season's over. No, the two guys I gave out, they're both uh, in fifth place right now. Are they now. really? Yes, yeah, Sanjay You're, you're good at this golf thing. I'm figuring it out. Yeah, I, well, I you think... gotta you gotta you gotta stick with it, right? <laughs> you do. Yeah. And you know, I told I gave out that Smalley guy on our TV show. Uh-huh. And I told you I'd never heard of him. Right. But I just read He that was this, a horse for the course. He this is his home course. Mm-hmm. And right now he's in a tie for ninth. That's great. And it was a big price. He was a huge price. My boy, Austin Smotherman, also tied for ninth. <laughs> Uh, Some of the names, but because you don't follow like I do, right? These are guys that it it doesn't matter the sport. It's you and horse racing, right? Delmar tonight at six on my TV, and it's just something that it doesn't matter what the sport is. Mm -hmm. I got a buddy; he does Australian rules football, not as a joke, but he still does it. Of course, did it at the beginning of the pandemic when that's all we had to bet on that and ping pong and some YMCA in Russia. (laughs) But he has continued on because he found a niche. He found a way that he likes enjoying betting on it. I think he likes when they score and they do the referee yeah, with the two-finger point. In the white suit and the fedora. <laughs> yes, which is ridiculous in its own front. But 
that's the fun that you can have with sports betting too. It just doesn't have to be you know, football only. Find yeah. a niche, and I think I found one with golf. I think we found a new way to coin our station at least ten to noon. Des Moines Sports Wagering Station, one hundred six point three cakes, and no one we say that proudly. It's certainly the sports wagering show. There is no <laughs> doubt. All right, that's going to do it for us for the week. We certainly appreciate you being here with us. Uh, we really do. Uh, Murphy Natty coming up at one. The Fanatics at three. Uh, Saturday morning pregame show tomorrow at 8 a.m. Trent and I are here Monday through Friday from 10 until noon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO.